You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Hey crew, this is Mark Hatmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Uh, today, let's talk about a few old school Haas badasses. Uh, we're going to cover three of them. We're going to call this entire title, this whole thing here, the Rocky Mountain Iron Man. That was the nickname of one of them, but I'm going to throw in uh, two other <laughs> badasses to uh, uh, hold up as examples. And this is all uh, help, uh, helped inform our warrior walking uh, program, which we had just released as of uh, July 1st. And uh, again, there's more to walking than getting your steps in. There's a whole lot of techniques and tactics that was going on in the old days, stuff that we don't do any uh, more now. Now, even if we think of speed walking, we're thinking of Olympic walking, race walking, and this is not what was being done. What was being done is a completely different animal. But anyway, let's begin with that Rocky Mountain wild man. Now, again, old school badass, hoss of a warrior walker. Okay, so we're going to introduce Bruce Neal, who was a game warden in Montana for decades. Now, Mr. Neal preferred to conduct his duties on foot and by on foot. I mean, he meant that literally. He was often barefoot on his patrol. Some fellow wardens described the soles of his feet as, quote, thickened and hardened like an animal's hoof, unquote. Now, we don't have to do it on... Uh, unshod, if you don't like, because uh, I don't know if that sounds all that appealing. But mainly we're talking about uh, the fact that he did it and didn't require special footwear. I think that's really important. Many of us think, well, if I have the right gear, I'll get out the door and I'll go do stuff. And often that's just another excuse for us to put it off. Well, Mr. Neal says, there's no excuses, man. Go. Well, Neal, being noted for the distances he traveled and the pace he set, was offered a wager in 1915. Mr. Neal was 29 years of age at the time. What was the wager? Well, he wanted to see how much distance he could cover from sunup to sundown. Well, he chose an out-and-back trip. Keep in mind, this is Montana, man. This is not level terrain, hence the name the Rocky Mountain Iron Man. Now, Neal won the bet by setting off barefoot for a 35-mile trek in one direction. Okay, 34 miles barefoot. Is that bad enough, a badass enough for you? Well, wait. At the end of the 34 miles out, he trod back those 34 miles for a total of 68 miles that single day. Now, how's that for badass? Montana, 68 miles barefoot. Oh, and I forgot to mention, on the return trip, that return 34 miles... Well, he put on a backpack that weighed approximately, are you ready? Hope you're sitting down, 140 pounds. Now, how does that make your current CrossFit score feel, huh? And you're going, to, well, how, how are you to carry such a thing? Well, in the old days, the old timers from the uh, uh, the River Voyageurs on, 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 on up, people knew how to pack a load a bit better. It doesn't change the fact. This is 140 pounds on a human being, but it'll let you know we're capable of some astonishing things. This is real-life terrain with a boss load and not only zero-engineer running shoes. We're talking this is no shoes at all. Now, Neil's stride was measured at an average of 70 inches. Uh, now, most of that, though, is in the posterior glide. This is exactly as we detail in our unlettered warrior walking program. Most people put uh, their glide or their stride whenever they expand this. Uh, we actually see it moving to the anterior, which is exactly what we don't want. Excuse me. Clear the throat. <clears> throat> Now, another uh, wager at a later date for Mr. Neal was to see how much terrain he could cover over the course of a single night. Again, 
barefooted. So we're talking Knight, uh, Montana, barefooted, and he won that bet with a total of 71 miles over terrain. He did this in 11 hours of dusk-to-dusk travel. Uh, Now, he admitted to using a combination of his warrior walking stride with this occasional dog trot, which, again, in warrior walking is called Sarina Nemito, to accomplish this particular feat. And again, the the badass bona fides have been uh, established, right? But wait, there's more for Mr. Neal. In 1954, this is, was out of necessity this time. During a Montana blizzard, Mr. Neal was 68 years old at the time, enduring harsh winds and walking in deep snow, covered 80 miles in 36 hours. Think about this. This is Montana blizzard conditions. This is deep, deep snow, 80 miles, 36 hours. Now, he did wear boots and socks for this trip, so I guess the old man was getting soft there, huh? Anyway, Bruce Neal, the Rocky Mountain Iron Man, is just one of the hosses we have used as resources for our warrior walking uh, material. Let's go on and talk about uh, another old school hoss. Let's talk about Colonel Russell Farnham of New Hampshire. During the years 1812 uh, to 1813, this man walked, hold on your hats, walked from St. Louis to St. Petersburg, which is now Leningrad. We're talking Russia. The distance was at least 9,000 miles. Farnham carried a 20-pound pack and a gun and followed a course along the Missouri River to the Columbia River, thence up the Pacific coast to Alaska. Continuing, he crossed on ice across the Bering Strait to Siberia, and from there all the way across Asia and European Russia to St. Petersburg. At the Russian capital, he was acclaimed by Tsar Nicholas Alexander I, who called him, quote, the lone conqueror of two continents, unquote. Now keep on, again, that's one year, 9,000 miles carrying his pack and his gun, sleeping rough, living that life, walking. Again, we're talking this is the, uh, the period when someone's coming off the mountain man tradition, be very much aware of what these warrior walking strides were. Let's go uh, one more. Let's talk about for a while, uh, we're talking t- uh, the turn of the last century, the professional record for walking 100 miles. Keep in mind, these people, actually people used to compete in what was called pedestrianism. This wasn't the race walking we're thinking of now, but uh, again, you'll see some of the remnants of it, uh, hints of it in the way you're walking, but still we're looking at an indigenous method, but it is still distinctly different from what we're going on now, as you're getting ready to find out. The professional record for walking 100 miles was held in 1915. Uh, by George N. Brown, who covered uh, the distance in 14 hours, 34 minutes, and 26 seconds. So keep that in mind. That's 100 miles, 14 hours, 34 minutes, 26 seconds. Now, when we break down the math, what's the average rate of speed there? Well, that's 6.86 miles per hour. That's a hoss pace. That feels like running, man. I mean, so we're talking about changing up stride mechanics to get this kind of uh, speed and terrain and stamina out of something. We know there's less energy expenditure there. Again, that's why we're talking about running was the original road work. Listen to a prior podcast episode on that, or I'll give you some links to the, uh, the, the blog material in case you want it in black and white in front of you. The original road work was not running. It was knowing how to warrior walk. It was knowing how to put in these efficient strides that you really use the posterior chain, the ones that allowed for the push-off and complete relaxation. So we're not talking, there's no gastrocnemius. There's no calves involved in this. There's no quads involved in this. There's no hip flexor involved in this. It's all that big mass of muscle all of we uh, stand upright apes have on our back of our bodies called our butts, our gluteus maximus, our gluteus medius. 
absolutely astonishing bit of musculature when we know how to engage it. Again, 100 miles, that's 1915. That's 14 hours, 34 minutes, 26 seconds. That's a speed of 6.86 miles per hour. And whenever we look at the same time with someone who ran that, he's actually coming in with a record that's about 24% faster than the amateur uh, record, which was being done at 5.53 miles per hour. Uh, Brown's time or miles per hour was slightly better than that of the runner, who was Sidney Hatch uh, at the same time. He dog-trotted, uh, Mr. Hatch dog-trotted from uh, Milwaukee to Chicago. That was a distance of about 95.7 miles. He did it in 14 hours, 50 minutes, 30 seconds. And when it's considered that Hatch, during his run, stopped three times for a total of 16 minutes, it makes his actual running time uh, for the 95.7 miles at a rate of about 6.57 miles, which, again, if we, we look at the numbers, that's almost identical to Brown's walking time for 100 miles. So there's a lot to be said for warrior walking. The stamina, the speed to be able to carry it on, and it's just absolutely astonishing. Now, we don't have to have the speed to do proper warrior walking, or we don't have to throw this on these huge packs in our back like Mr. Neal did for warrior walking. These things are capable. These things are possible. We do discuss how to make those things happen in the warrior walking program, but primarily the thing is get the mechanics down so just even you're walking to your mailbox, your truck, you can change how it feels and how you have engagement there. If you decide to take it and pursue it on and walk from here to St. Petersburg, great, good on you or walking around the block. We're just trying to make it better, more joint healthy, more ready, and also keep us in mind. All the bangs, if we're a combat athlete, all the bangs should be taken just by doing the combat itself. We should not be roughing ourselves up with our training. We got to take care of ourselves via unleaded conditioning where we take care of the joints and warrior walk and get your stamina way up there without putting in all the so-called wet uh, work and sweat and everything. Anyway, take care of yourself, crew. Put a link in there if uh, you're interested to maybe uh, grab the warrior walking program or if you'd like to see some of this material in black and white and you know, take a look and you know, ponder it for yourself. Absolutely astonishing human beings in the old days. And that's a hell of a thing to kind of snap some of that magic for uh, ourselves today. Have a good one. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, extremeselfprotection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musics. <laughs>